The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Gemara, Moed Katan, Daf Chav Gimal. Today's Daf is being studied. Le'edu Nishmat Avraham ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tanichenu began Eden. Amen. Today's Daf is being studied. Le'edu Nishmat Ezra ben Mazal. We begin today's daf on Chabet Amudbet, three lines from the bottom. Al Chacham Cholet Miyamin Al Av Bedin Misemol Al Nasi Mikan Umikan. We discussed in yesterday's Gemara the law of Halitzat Katef. They used to take the uh, deceased to burial. The mourners used to reveal their shoulders uh, in order to show as a sign of Avelut. So the Gemara says, Al-Hakam, that's the rabbi of the city. He's the one that gives the, let's say, the halakhot out. So if he passes on, Cholet Miyamin. So the people, they reveal their right shoulder. Al-Avbedin. Right, that's the head of the court, that's the everything for the whole city, but everybody is kafuf to him, everybody is uh, uh, beholden to him, so that is misemol, they do to the left side. Uh, they reveal themselves, the shoulder, al-nasi, and on the nasi of Kla Yisrael, mikan ulekan. Seems that the nasi's level is higher than all of the uh, previous ones comes out of Nasi is similar to the Kiri'ah of uh, an Av and an Em when it comes to three things the Anyan Ihui Hakera that means just like on the mother and the father you're not allowed to sew up the uh, rip, the tear you're not allowed to sew it up in the normal way the Anyan Halitzat Katef that Halitzat Katef is done uh, for the Av and Em as well like that and Kiri'ah has to be done in a public fashion where everybody sees the person making the Kiri'ah. Comes the Gemara further. Tanu Rabbanan. We have a Braita. Hacham Shemet, Bet Midrasho Batel. A Hacham passes on. So his Bet Midrash, where he taught, is Batel. Which means they do not hold sessions. <laughs> In the Limud, after he passes on, uh, they don't not learn. Everybody learns in their houses instead. The Talmudim go in like Havrutot, and they pair up in pairs of twos, and they go study uh, in their houses. No, the entire seventh. They do not learn together in the Bet Midrash, per se. That's a sign of uh, Avelut, and it closed down as uh, Bet Midrash. That she says, Otan those that are accustomed to learn Torah from him, they do not go to the Bet Midrash. Avbedin Shemit, okay, the Avbedin that goes passes on, is the Avbedin of the whole city. Kol Midrashot Betilin. So not only his Bet Midrash is Batel, uh, all the Batim Midrash in the city are Batel, because since everybody learns Torah from the Avbedin, so they Mibatil uh, all the Batim Midrash. Vichnasim. The normal people that would pray in the Bet Midrash, uh, instead they enter the Bet Knesset, and it says, 
ומשנין את מקומם. And the people that enter the Bet HaKeneset, they sit in different seats. היושבים בצפון, יושבים בדרום, היושבים בדרום, יושבים בצפון. People that normally sit in the north, sit in the south, no one's in the south, sit in the north. It means they enter the Bet HaKeneset, but they do not sit in the normal fashion. Uh, they do this, the Mephashim explain, is to symbolize that now that the Abedin has died, uh, nobody knows the, where to go. Everybody is, so to speak, lost. Everybody is out of, uh, out of sync. So therefore they put the, everybody who sits in a different place. It's a symbol of the uh, direction that is lost when the Abedin passes on. Comes the Gemara, continues, Nasi Shemet, well, that's the president, that's the highest position. That means any bet midrash that they are going to be maspeed him, which means they would eulogize all over the all over the country. They would eulogize the um, the nasi. So all the bet midrash that they would maspeed the nasi, those bet midrash are batel, which they technically close them up. In any event, the Gemara says, The people of that city where the Nasi passed away, uh, they go to the Bet Knesset, and they read seven Olim. So this is talking about, they go to the Bet Knesset, obviously on Shabbat. When they go to the Bet Knesset on Shabbat, they send up seven people to the Torah, like the normal way, the Yotzim. And then they go out, which means the Gemara is trying to say they do not pray. They do not pray b'sibur during the uh, week that the nasi passes away, out of like a sign of avelut. They do not pray b'sibur with a minyan. They only go on Shabbatot, and some say Mondays and Thursdays as well. Terbet kenes to hear the sefer Torah. You know, they send up seven people on Shabbat and three people on Monday and Thursday. And the rest they pray, So that's another way of saying that the tefillot during the week of the passing of the Nasi are done biyahid. They only go on Shabbat. Right, that's what the Dvah says. The Dvah says they only go on Shabbat to the Bet to read the Sefer Torah just so the Bet won't be batel the Gamre. And they want to close down the shul in totality. Okay? So it comes out according to this. Even if they had a Sefer Torah in the house of the Avil, they would go to the Bet Knesset and read it. Because they don't want to close the synagogue uh, conclusively. <coughs> There's other issues that want to say no. They would go to the Bet Knesset even on Mondays and Thursdays. And uh, the Gemara that said they go on the Shabbat is the Hadush is that the mourners themselves, they don't leave at all. Even on Shabbat. She's the mourners themselves. For the Nasi, they stay home. So everybody else, they go to the Bet Knesset only. They go on Shabbat and Mondays and Thursdays. But the Hadushes, even on Shabbat, the mourners stay in the house. Uh, he says over here a, uh, an important point. Normally on Shabbat, Avedut and Parashiyah is Asur. Now here, all of a sudden, nobody's showing up for Shul on Shabbat. Right, they're just coming for the Sefer Torah, so it looks like people are involved in Avedut Parashia. So well, how do you get around that? So he says, because we have a rule, anything that you do, Besheva Al Ta'aseh, 
anything that you do in a passive manner is not considered avidut b'farhesiyah. It's only things that you do actively to show avidut. But here you're just refraining. So refraining from something does not fall under the category avidut b'farhesiyah. So they're not going to the shul. So that's not a problem. So again, the Gebarah says, the Yoshua Mekurcha Omer, lo shiyilchu v'tayilu b'shuk, ela yoshvim v'domim. Rabbi Yoshua is just adding. That which we say they don't go to the synagogue doesn't mean that they're just going to now well, people are going to roam around in the marketplace. So no, all the families they sit together, mishpachot mishpachot, and they sit quietly. It means they are they're mourning. They sit and they mourn the death of the nasi. He's not arguing with Tarakama. He's just coming to explain Tarakama. Look at the Rashi. Ve'korin shiva be'sefer Torah. As we said. Okay, now comes the Gemara. Gives the next thing. <coughs> now we discuss some more minhagim uh, that take place in the Bet Avel. Halakha says, they do not uh, say, let's say, words of Halakha. Or Shemua'ah. Words of halacha, let's say of the Amoraim or the uh, Agada, Agadot from the Gemara, but in the house of the Avil, why? Because it's going to take the Avilim's mind away from the uh, Avilut, and we want them to focus on the uh, morning. Amru Alav Rabbi Hananya ben Gamliel Shehaya Omer Shemuav Agada bebet Avil. The Gemara says, but Rabbi Hananya ben Gamliel he would say Shemuav Agada. In the house of the Avil. So, you have to see exactly uh, what he, was he lo- what's, what's his logic. So, they want to explain that the whole Machloket of Hananiah ben Gamliel is on Shabbat. Is he allowed on Shabbat to say the Vre Torah in the house of the Avil? Because he held en din Avilut no Heget be Shabbat. So, therefore, since he held en Avilut be Shabbat, he allowed on Shabbat to say the Devere Torah. The Ramban and the Ritbah, they have a different interpretation of this Gemara. They say that we're talking about over here in the Bet Midrash of the Avil. That's what's about. Not in the house of the Avil. What says Bebet Avil means the Bet Midrash of the Avil. So therefore, we have, let's say, a Chacham. We have, let's say, an Abedin or a Nasi, like the cases we just said. So we said that the Bet Midrash is Batel for the, uh, for the week. So what does it mean, Batel? He displays batel from limud bi'ayun. And when they close the Bemidah, they don't study in depth. However, uh, the first opinion, Tarakama, is saying not only ayun, even shimu'ot, even piskehalachot, even devre agada, you don't say that. Not on hol and not on Shabbat. Because uh, that's the uh, that's the deen. So therefore, uh, we understand the logic According to this opinion, and then the, then the Rav Halanyak comes along and says, no, that the only thing that was as soon as Ayun, but the studying uh, Agadan, Halakha, these things are permissible. So that can explain the Minhag that people have to say the Vre Torah in the house of the Aver today. Because if you're saying that this there was a deen only in the uh, laws of Bet Midrash, of the Nasi or the Abedim, the Hakam, that justifies why they read Tehillim in the house of the Avil, and they uh, say also, uh, the amongst themselves, because it uh, was not said the Gabe, uh, the Betavel per se. Okay, so that's that halacha. Tanur Banan. 
Now the Gemara discusses the different things that a mourner uh, is supposed to, uh, the way he's supposed to act. Avel Shabbat Rishona. Shabbat Rishona means the first week. Shabbat Avel means a week. The first week of his Avelut, Enu Yotze Mepetach Beto. He's not allowed to leave his house, which means not to pray, not to learn, because it seems that leaving the house is like a Simcha. And we don't want to, he doesn't want to give an impression that he's uh, rebelling against the Gezerah uh, Kadosh Baruch Hu. Baruch Hu took away a, a relative from him. Therefore, he has to humble himself and he has to stay in the, uh, in the house. Uh, according to this, the Megid Abraham writes, if he has, doesn't have a minyan in his house, he prays B'yachid. Uh, the Mephashim point out as well, the Tur, even for Dvar Mitzvah, he's not Yotzeh. And we even learned in the previous Gemara that even to go visit somebody else, that is mourning, only after three days is he allowed to go and visit them. Okay, the next thing. Shiniyah, that's the second week after his mourning period, Yotze, he's able to go out of his house. Ve'enu Yoshev bimkomo. But he does not sit in the normal seat in the Bet Knesset. So he has to sit in a different place. Okay? And that's for that, that matter in his Bet Midrash, if he learns. But wherever he sits, he always has to change his place. However, in his house, he does not have to change his uh, place. Now, what does he mean change his place? The Fashim says, as long as you sit, he sits four amot away from where he normally sits, that's considered the Makom Acher. The reason for this is, is in order to show that he's Ba'avilut, so people will come and console him. Okay, it's a siman. That should be noted that even the uh, first week, uh, when he's, in cases where, let's say, he's allowed to go, let's say, on Shabbat, he's allowed to go to the Bet Knesset, he also changes his uh, seat on the Shabbat. It should be noted that that's like it's Avilut of Farisiyah. I was why he's sitting in a different seat. So the fast you say because people do change their seats from time to time in the synagogue. So it doesn't look like a blatant avelut. So that even when he goes on Shabbat to sit in a different place, that would be uh, that would be permissible. That's fine. That's fine. Since people do change seats uh, from time to time, that's where they get the minhag from. That he sits in the back. Okay. On Shabbat they let him out. Or in a case where, let's say, he was allowed to go out. They had a, he was a rav and they needed him, or it's davara aved, or cases where they would allow him out. Even then, he would uh, change his uh, seat. So that's the dean of the second week. Shirishit, the third week. Yosheb bimkomo. Ah. Then he's able to go back to his regular uh, seat. Ve'eno medaber. But he does not speak in the normal way. He doesn't show uh, talking and things like that, but he sits, uh, he sits quietly. Okay? He's, uh, he sits uh, a little more uh, reserved. Okay, so they want to treat him, uh, as a, you know, more serious. The Bach, right, he has Enobed David already in the week before. Right, the Hadush is that in the third week, he can go back to his seat. Right, we're just taking off the uh, restriction of going back to his seat, but there's still Enobed uh, David. Okay. Rebi'it, that's the fourth week. Adam. The fourth week already now is considered like uh, every person, and he does uh, he does whatever he wants. He sits in the regular seat, he goes out, 
and he uh, could talk and uh, be uh, be regular. Okay. Now, of course, uh, the Gemara says over here, Rul Mahloket, the Biuda Omer, Lo Tzrechud Omar, Shabbat Nishonah Lo Yitzme Petach Beto. He says, you don't got to tell me the first week. The first week is obvious. He doesn't leave his house. Shearei HaKon Nechnesim Lebeto Lenachamo. Of course, where's he leaving? Everybody's coming to visit him. Everybody's coming to console him. So it goes without saying, the first week is to go out. So therefore, don't, uh, you don't got to tell me the first week. So start like this. Ela, when the rabbis were giving the degrees of what he's allowed to do during the weeks following his Avelut, started from the second week and say, The second week, he still cannot leave uh, his house, meaning to go to the Bet Knesset, but uh, the Ramban says to go to his work and be permissible, but not to go to Bet Knesset. The third week can go out, but he cannot sit in the normal place. Right? And then, and he's limited in how he talks. And then the fifth week is considered like everybody else. So, Rabbi Uda uh, pushes up the, uh, the program by uh, one week. At the first two weeks, he's not allowed to go out of his house. And then uh, the fifth week already, he becomes like Kol Adam. Halakha, according to Shukhan Aruk, is like Tanakama. Tanu Rabbanan, we have another Braita. Kol Shloshim Yom. That would be the first 30 days. Linisuin. That means forbidden for an Avim to get married. Until after 30 days, so the beginning of Avelut. That would be, for example, if he's met Abel on his son or his brother. However, if he's metabel on his mother and his father, the Sufim to get married for 12 months. Because we said that even to go to a Simha, when it comes to a mother and a father, it's a 12-month period. Because Shekhet, he himself, go to his own Simha, so he has to be Mahmir for 12 months. Okay? When it comes to... Uh, Okay, so that's that. So again, Tarabanan, Kol Shloshim Yom Linisuin. Meta Ishto. Let's say a person's wife passes away. Asur Lisa Isha Acheret. Al Shi'avru Alab Shiloshare Galim. So then the rule is he has to wait until three holidays pass, but not any holidays, three Regalim. Now, this is not because. His wife passing away is more strict than anybody else. So what's the reason? So the Mefarshim say that if he would get married sooner, it would look as if he's not mitzahed on his wife. It would look like, you know, as if he didn't care uh, too much uh, about his first wife. Others explain that we want the person to remain a widower for the first three degalim without simcha, in order that he doesn't forget the happiness that he had with his first wife. Others explain that uh, we want him to forget his wife. Because if he's going to be with the second wife and he's going to be thinking of his first wife, that can affect the children. That's supposed to be thinking of somebody else when you're with somebody else. So therefore, they say, wait a longer period of time to leave the Gadim so she's forgotten. 
to a degree, therefore will not affect the, the next uh, situation. That's the uh, Tosfot brings down these uh, reasons. The question is, what about Rosh Hashanah and Kippur? Rosh Hashanah and Kippur, even though we learned in the Mishnah, are considered regalim legabe hafsaka, which means if somebody dies before Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah breaks it, and dies before Kippur, it breaks it. But for this, the only regalim are the legitimate Pesach, Shavuot, and uh, Sukkot. That's what the Mephashim say. Now, regarding a lady, okay, that her husband passes away, she is permissible to get married after 30 days. She does not have to wait the Shlosha uh, de Galim. Because the lady, it seems, needs a man to uh, protect her. She needs the security, and therefore they're lenient uh, on that way. Okay. And the uh, Mefarsh in the Shach says over here, the Ochaisha Noahla Bechol Baal Shiu. Lady is easy, she settles to get married for really anybody. She forgets the love of her husband quicker than the husband. So it's harder on the husband than it is on the wife. Therefore, oh, actually it's not, it's not one month, it's 90 days, I should point out. They, time of Havchanah, just to make sure that she wasn't pregnant from the first husband. So the Vashem waited a 90 day period in order to know that she's not pregnant because I think you already would notice it and that she can get married to uh, somebody else. Okay, comes the Gemaran says, so that's the first deen, that a uh, <coughs> wife that passes away, the husband has the three de Galim rule. Rabbi Yehuda Omer Regel Rishon Vesheni Asur. He says the first two Regalim Asur. Shilishi Mutar. Okay? Now, there are some poskim that rule like Rabbi Yehuda. The Ramban, based on the principle Halakha, Kedivreha Mekel, Be'avel. We usually rule like the uh, lenient uh, opinion. Uh, however, other Rishonim are posek like Tanakama, because this is not an Avelutin over here. The three Regalim, there's different reasons why we said, and therefore they posek like the, uh, the three Regalim rule. That's actually the opinion of Shulchan uh, Aruch as well. Okay. Gemara continues. There is a dispensation, the Gemara says. Vim en lo banim. If, let's say, he doesn't have children, he does not fulfill the mitzvah, meaning he does not have at least a son or a daughter. Mutar lisa lealtar. It's permissible for him to get married immediately. Mishum bitul Because if he's not going to get married, he's going to wait for three galim. He's going to be vatel this most important Now we're going to see exactly what does the altar mean. What does immediately mean? Well, wait, we'll see that in a moment. Well, let's say he has and he was left with little babies, little children, and needs somebody to take care of them. Mutar lisa lealtar. He's able to also get married immediately. Which means in order that somebody's going to raise them. And, uh, you know, uh, a, a, a woman is obviously more prone for raising the children, the babies, the children, more than the men. She, she's home with them. So therefore, in that case, it would be permissible as well. Kibbutz tells the Ma'aseh, The fellow called Yosef Kohen. That his wife died. 
ve'amar la'achota le'bet ha'kevarot. And already in the cemetery, he, he told her sister, the sister of his wife, lechi ufanisi et bene achotech, go and take care of your uh, sister's children, which means he was trying to say, I'm going to marry you, and therefore go, go take care of them. Ve'afal pichen, lo ba'aleha, but he did not actually have relations with her until uh, much time passed. So the Gemara says, "My lizman miruba." What's lizman miruba? Amar papa leachar sheloshim yom. It's after thirty days. Now to understand this over here, the Rishonim have a machloket over here. What's considered lealtar that we said above? That if you didn't fulfill Peru or you know, he has little children, what's considered the altar? And then how to explain the story of Yosef Pekohen. So the Benutam says, a person obviously cannot get married immediately after a person's uh, wife passes away. It means right after the Shiva'ah. Normally we say right after the Shiva'ah. However, in the case where he doesn't have children, it's permissible immediately. Which means he can get married and he can have relations in order to fulfill the Piyah However, in the case where he has children, he can get married, meaning he can, he can start the process, but he cannot have uh, relations until after 30. Now, uh, Yosef Kohen, this fellow in the story over here, uh, he was at the cemetery, he was just talking Shidduchin. He didn't do anything, he was just talking. Uh, you know, that he's going to make the, uh, the arrangement. But he did not make it to Shin Nesu'in. And therefore, he didn't do it until, until later, until, uh, until after. And that's what the Gibran says, that he did it after uh, 30 days. So again, that's the Shita of the Benutam. That the Altar is not uh, right away. It means uh, after seven. Someone is say. That this case of Yosef Kohen was actually Erev Pesach, Tosfot says. Look at the Tosafot. Look at the Tosafot, Tibura Matheel. He didn't do it in the Beta Kevarot in itself. Shavel called Shiva Sur. You cannot get married during the Shiva. She died on Erev Pesach. And therefore, once the holiday comes, it breaks the seven. So it was considered as if it was after, after seven. So since it's after the seven, it's permissible for him to make the Kedushin, to make the marriage, and he didn't consummate it until 30 days later. So that's the... Uh, that's where the Tosafot wants to explain. Huh? Yeah. Well, there's going to be Dafka in the cemetery, because bottom line, it's, it's, it breaks. Yes, it breaks it. Okay. Yeah, he sat for an hour, and then, uh, oh, he was in the cemetery per se. Okay, it means that he, uh, you know, he's got a point, because he's got to sit. He's got to sit for, for whatever it is. Uh, it seems he has to go back home, and, and that's the normal way. Yeah. But I guess it means like uh, right away. They're still fresh, but the explanation is because it was seven. That's the Hadush, there was still seven. 
He got married after seven. In the other case, he got married after seven. Right, right. In, in, in the no children case, he says he got married after seven, and uh, he consummated after the seven. Right. In the okay. case of your yeah. claim, where he had children, he did it to the seven, and he waited until the thirty. That's what Rabbi Tam says. Yeah. He says this. Okay, the chief rabbi? Yeah. Okay. I think it was him or he said that. I think he said Katif? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because he called me to ask if that's the Minhag of all the Faladim. I said, I don't know. I know one of the rabbis in the Kola, Rabbi Saruya, he did Halitzat Katif. Did he? Yes, for his father when his father passed away. Do you just do it once and put it back, or you just uh, you hang a thing like I don't know. I don't know what, uh, what he does. He does it. No, in the cemetery, when they're carrying the coffin, uh, in the cemetery itself, they make Halitzat Katif. What is Halitzat Katif? Nothing. It's a. You hear Rabbi? 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 Let's learn this together. This, this is one paragraph. Okay. Tanur Banan. Kosto Shimyom Ligihutz. 30 days, and Avil is not allowed to, I would say, press the clothes. He cannot wear freshly laundered or freshly pressed clothes. Okay? Which means we learned that he should have kibus in seven days. He cannot launder clothes for seven days. Now we're discussing over here the law of Gihutz. Which is a 30 day. Uh, now he says over there, the Isun is only to wear Begadim Miguhatim. But after seven days, you're allowed to actually uh, press them. Okay? After seven days. What is Gihutz? He explains. Okay, you take the Begad that was laundered already, and they put it on a table, and they like take a stone, right? They take a flat stone, they rub it, I guess, to press it, like ironing it. Exactly what it is. Exactly what it is. Like, like ironing it. In order to clean it and make it uh, whatever. Okay. Now. He says, this is talking about over here, Shad Avelim, the Ramban says, but Abi uh, Imo, he cannot press his clothes until the Regal. He need Regal and then Gi'ur. Uh, okay, because not the derech for somebody to wear Begadim uh, Gohatim and such a Avelut. Okay, now here's the trick I didn't get. Kodshim Yom de Gi'utz, Echad Kirim Hadashim, whether they're new garments, Echad Kirim Yeshanim, or old garments, Yotzin mitoka mechbesh. They came out of the press. The mechbesh is a different item. Oh, mechbesh not a press? The washing machine? No, that's part of the washing machine. That washing machine is in the Taj Mahal. The big table where they they pressed it. Yeah, yotzin mitoka mechbesh. Okay, mitad, good, from under the mechbesh. 
So what's it saying? In other words, whether it's new killing. Yeah, new or old. Comma, comma. Or old coming out of the Mechabesh. Mechabesh is not a gihutz. No, Mechabesh is a press. It's another word for gihutz. So what is it saying? After it's the saying, clothes are pressed, they are folded and clamped in a special press, which gives them a particularly nice look. Old <laughs> clothes that undergo gihutz come out of the press are like new clothes. Which is number 28. Uh, number 28. Okay, I don't understand number 28. So I'm asking you. <laughs> So just explain, explain me the Dina. Now. now that you read 28, explain me the Dina. I don't understand what it's saying. Had Kirim Hadashim, new garments. New garments are old garments you can take out from under the press. No, he doesn't say you can. He says Asurim. He doesn't say that. That's that's why that's the truth. No, no, he's saying Asurim. If you have old garments. I have it over here. Shinehim Asurim. Yes. Shinehim Asurim, right. It's Asur. Where, where? Yeah. Okay. Old clothes come out of the press. Right. But he says Asur. Yeah. 29. What is the mutar? Yeah. What's the suit? Either, whatever. You can wear, you can wear these clothes. You can't wear. No, kosher is a suit. The first 30 days, you is a suit. You cannot wear clothes that are miguat. The first 30 days. No, I don't know. No, explaining what's the suit. Next, 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 no, New clothes that are not pressed? that are put in the press are also considered... Uh, so, what, I, I didn't read it, Rabbi. Right, you read the gehuts like a question? The gehuts, comma, a question mark. No, it's not in the New clothes are asud, and even old clothes that are coming out of the press are asud. Old clothes that come out of the press look like new. Read 14. Okay, what is 14? <laughs> Yeah, he's saying over here, it's not the Bach, he's saying over here, Yotim in the Mechbesh is going on Begadim Yeshanim Belvad, old clothes. Yeah. Begadim Adashim Asim Belvishah Afim Enam Begohatim. Which is new clothes that are under all circumstances. Because they're new, they're new, they're new. Old ones that are pressed. Old ones are nicely pressed. Like, no. Okay, nicely pressed. Okay, nicely pressed. They're not even pressed. I don't know. They come out looking like the... 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 Kelim Yishanim Shosim Tchavachbesh, all clothes they pressed. Okay. Both of them are suits. They're looking like new. Good. The B Omer, beautiful boys, beautiful, thank you. The B Omer, but I'm not out of words yet. 
לא עצרו אלא כלים חדשים בבעלך, אין ניואנס, אבל זה עוד מאוד זקבה על הפרס. אוקיי. רבי אלעזר ורבי שמעון אומר, לא עשו אלא כלים חדשים לבנים בלבד. יעני, נו, וייט. אבל כל הדברים האלה, יעני, קולד, וכל הדברים האלה, אפילו אם הם נו, זה אוקיי. אה, לא, וייט אולד הוא אוסו. ודאי, וייט אולד הוא אוסו, אבל יעני, וייט ונו. אלה הם הכי חדשים שנראים. So they were both, these type of clothes are asut to wear 
during the first 30 days. Again, we should not be confused when we talked about kibbutz. Kibbutz is laundering the clothes. That's asur, the first uh, seven. This is talking about a different procedure called pressing. He says, no, that they only, Hakimi will only osir new clothes that look freshly pressed. Uh, however, uh, old clothes seems uh, is mutar. The bil azabr bishimon omer lo asru ela kelim hadashim levanim bilvad. So according to the bish shimon is more lenient. He says have to be new clothes and specifically white. That's the only type of bikadim that was said the first thirty days. Yeah. Now they're going to tell some stories about the amorei. Abaye nafik begardad de sarbela. He wore a certain type of coat made out of wool. It was old. It was saruk, uh, they say. It was like uh, combed. Okay? And who was he following? Like, it was the first 30 days of his avilut. So he was following Kirabi. That says, uh, what? That old clothes are permissible. Rabbi was only osir, begadim hadashim, that were pressed. Rabba went out with a, a tunic, a Roman tunic that was red and new. Oh, who was he following like? That says the only thing that was said in the 30 days is new and white. And therefore, since it was this colored, so therefore he had uh, what to be lenient on. I'm sorry, so the, because number 28 said, Just explain what is Mahbesh. Mm-hmm. So is one thing and Mahbesh is a different thing. Okay, so explain it to me. So after they, they press, they, they do the thing no, with the no, stones, they it. do a different process called Mahbesh, which, which is Shinotena Hemar Eafim Yoter. No, he's saying over here. The different process, after you do that, they, let's say, they do it starch, let's say. They press, first it's pressed, first they Okay, so explain it to me. Over here he's saying Mahbesh follows the laundering. Because he says the laundry clothing was placed on a perfectly bent table. And then that, that, that means that, uh, my understanding is that, that a regular gihud. Yeah. Mutar and everything? Mutar. Just gihud. Just to press the clothes with the stone. He's saying even even the old. Gihud is just saying that in Kelim. He's telling not only gihud, not only gihud, but even clothes that came out of the mechbesh are going to be asur. Less than Gihut? No, no, no. He was no, more. 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 First is Gihut. You're allowed yeah. to do Gihut. First, first, first Gihut. Not allowed to do Gihut. You have Mahbesh. No, but he's saying, what, what Gihut is Asur? Just in a Beget Hadash, or in, if after you do the Gihut, you do the Mahbesh. On old clothes? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because why? Because a regular, you regular Gihut on old clothes doesn't do anything. Yeah. Okay, big. The old clothes, old clothes, the mechbesh is better for it. Yeah, because it comes out looking nicer. It comes out looking nicer. Yeah, it looks like it's new, but it's not. Correct. But they're not going to consider it new. So you read that, What gihud? Gihud, ehad kelim hadashim, just in kelim hadashim, ve'ehad kelim yishayim hadashim. No, it's not much more like that, but okay. I hear you. Old, I hear you. I mean, it says in 28. No, but they're, 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 they're old, but they're restoring it as if it's new. Well, that's so what they do. Correct. Well, obviously, that's what the mechbesh does. The mechbesh makes it look like new. But it doesn't matter. Since it's an old garment, 
doesn't matter according to the beat. But the thing is also right. process that it doesn't look nice and no. The reason would be with, with the stone. Yeah, or? That's number one. Number two is whether it means washing it in soap and water or hot water. That's huge. Okay. Further, boys. Further. Okay, we go further. We close from the Mishnah. We said, Shabbat Okay. Regarding Shabbat during the week of the Avilut. Shabbat counts as one of the seven days. However, it is not Mavsekit. Right? It does not break the Avilut. Which means the Shabbat is one of the days Avilut does not break it. So the Gabbana says, Bnei Yehuda, Ubnei Gilila, right? The people of Yehuda and the people of the Galil, Hane Amre, which means the people of the Galil said, Yesh Avelut Shabbat. They said that the laws of Avelut apply on Shabbat, Hane Amre, and the others said, En Avelut Shabbat. There is no Avelut on Shabbat. <laughs> now, the Tosafot explains over here that we're not talking about things that are done before Hesia. In public. Things that are done in public, everybody agrees you cannot do on Shabbat. The Mahlokan over here, between the Bnei Yehuda and the Bnei Galil, is the Varim Shabbat Things that are done in private, is there even Avilut in private on Shabbat? Or uh, is there no Avilut in private on Shabbat? The Varim Shabbat that's the way the Tosafot says. What would that be, for example, Tashmish Amitah, uh, washings oneself, and things like that? All those things are the Varim Shabbat Those are private things. So does those things apply in Shabbat, or does all bets are off? When it comes to Shabbat, there's no deen of Avilut Bichlal, or no. Yes, Avilut Bishabbat, Zotomerit, Bitsinah. So the Gemara says, Man de Amar Yesh Avilut Bishabbat, the proof of the rabbi that says Yesh Avilut Bishabbat, Diktani Oleh. For Mishnah. Doesn't the Mishnah say that Shabbat is Oleh Leminyan Shabbat? Why does it mean Oleh Leminyan Shabbat? Must be because uh, it's one of the days of uh, Avilut. Which, of course, if, if it was in, if it was in Avilut the Shabbat, how can you tell me it's Oleh uh, Leminyan? Okay? Man de Amar in Avilut the Shabbat, according to the opinion that says that there's no Avilut the Shabbat, Diktani ena Mavsekit. Because the Mishnah says it doesn't break. So this is the way as we had a little roundabout proof over here. He says like this, Isalka datach yesh Avilut Shabbat, if you were going to tell me that there is Avilut B'Shabbat, Hashta Avilut Nahaga. You're telling me that it's Avilut. Afsuke Mibaya. So you have to tell me that it is the Mafsik, which means if you're going to tell me there's Avilut on Shabbat, you have to tell me it's not Mafsik. Which means again, if there was Yesh Avilut B'Shabbat, it's superfluous for the Mishnah to tell me that it's not Mafsik. Ella must be telling me Hidush. That even though in Avelut B'Shabbat, it's still not Mafsik. Again, you have to learn the Hiddush of the Mishnah. The Mishnah says, Ve'enam Mafsik. Okay? Now, he says, it's got to have a Hiddush in those words. Enam Mafsik. It doesn't break. So he says, if you're going to tell me Yesh Avelut B'Shabbat, so you have to tell me Enam Mafsik, of course, there's Avelut B'Shabbat. Some guys are going to be Mafsik. And there must be the cases like this. The Mishnah is trying to teach you. Really, in Avilut B'Shabbat. Oh, in Avilut B'Shabbat. And the Hadush of Mishnah is, and still it is not Mafsik. Because normally you'd say if there's no Avilut, just like in a holiday. In Avilut in a holiday, you'd say it should be Mafsik. So the, for the second statement of the Mishnah to be a Hadush, it only is a Hadush if it's in Avilut B'Shabbat. This means in Avilut B'Shabbat, and even so, it's not Mafsik. 
I repeat again, because if you said yes, Avedut Beshabbat, yes, Avedut Beshabbat, the guy sitting there, he has Avedut. But that's not Mavsik. We have to tell me it's not. Oh, you should know, the Enam Mavsik. Of course, Enam Mavsik. Yes, Avedut Beshabbat. And they have to tell me the case is what? In Avedut Beshabbat. Oh, even though in Avedut Beshabbat, the Hadush is what? Enam Mavsik, it doesn't break. Oh, the Ketani. So there's a court to that opinion. Oh, there. Which means if you're telling me in Avelut Beshabbat, and that's why the Mishnah had to tell me in a Mavsekin, why does the Mishnah have to tell me that it's uh, Oleh? Which means uh, if it's not Mavsik, if it's not Mavsik for sure, it's going to be Oleh. Which means already according to that opinion, the word Oleh now is, is superfluous. Because you already told me it's in a Mavsik. Right? <laughs> you tell me, in Avinu B'Shabbat, and the Hadus, even though in Avinu B'Shabbat, it's not going to be Mavsik. So what do you have to tell me? Uh, it's Oleh. Mm-hmm. Of course, if you tell me it's in Mavsik, it doesn't break the Avinu. For sure, it's, 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 it's going uh, to be Oleh. The Hadush is that it's not Mavsik. Okay, once you tell me it's not Mavsik, so for, for sure it's got to be Oleh. So what do you tell me, uh, Oleh? Because what it says... Aidi de Kabaeli Mitna Sefa Enam Olim. Says you're right. Since at the end of the Mishnah, it gave me a case of Enam Olim. That's a case when somebody died on the holiday. So the holiday itself is not counted in the Minyan Shavah. The Shavah starts after the holiday. So since we had a case of Enam Olim at the end of the Mishnah, Tanaresha Ole. So the Mishnah Derech Agav said the word Oleh. But really, according to that opinion that says in Avadut Shabbat, the main word is it's not Mavsik. That's where the Hadush is. And of course, that's the Hadush that even though there's no Avadut, it's not Mavsik. When you tell me it's not Mavsik, that means it's Oleh. That's what we have to tell us before. Derech Agav, since at the end of the Mishnah it said there's certain cases where, let's for example, the regular is not Oleh. When somebody dies on the regular itself, not Oleh. So there, I wanted to keep conformity. It put Oleh even though it's. Superfluous. We'll never go the other way. According to the opinion that says there is Avidut on Shabbat, it says in the Mishnah, Ena Mavsekit, which means that's obvious. If you're telling me that there's Avidut on Shabbat, of course Ena Mavsekit. What do you need in Mishnah to tell me something that's so obvious? Again, if there's Avidut on Shabbat, so, this Avedut, the guy's being Avedut, like you should tell me he's Mavsekit. I need a Mishnah to tell me you're not Mavsekit. So, the Gibbalah you're right. Mishnah to tell me you're Mavsekin. Because since we have a case in the Mishnah where we gave a case of Mavsekin, what's that case? Where somebody dies before the holiday. So, the holiday is Mavsek. So, therefore, Tanadesha in a Mavsekit. So, the Mishnah had to give a case of in a Mavsekit, which basically the Gibbalah is saying the Yesh Avedut Peshabbat and Avedut Peshabbat, both rabbis are learning our Mishnah according to their opinion. Right? The opinion that's saying, En Avedut B'Shabbat, he's focusing on the words over there, En Amavsekit. The Hadush is that even though there's no Avelut, still it's not going to be Mavsik. So the Pashu was have to tell me it's Oleh. Mm-hmm. Oleh is uh, Agav uh, the Sefa. Mm-hmm. Uh, and according to the opinion that says, Yesh Avedut B'Shabbat, which is proof, Yesh Avedut B'Shabbat, because it's Oleh. <laughs> So he says, if there's just a little bit of Shabbat and it's Oleh, you have to tell me it's Enam of Seket? Yeah, Enam of Seket, I gave the uh, Sefa. Kavdi Gevara continues, Nema Ketanae. Let us say that this Mahlokit between Bnei Yehuda and Bnei Galil, Yesh Avidut B'Shabbat, Enam Avidut B'Shabbat, let's say that that's a Mahlokit Tanaim. 
Now we go to Masechet Berachot. Mi shemeto mutal lefanav. Okay, a person has, let's say, a relative that's in front of him, meaning it's on him that he has to bury. Ochel bebayit achet. He should eat in a different house, not in the same house in front of the mit, because it's considered lo'eg l'arash. If a person eats in front of the deceased, even in the same house, it's like a zilzul to the mit. So therefore, as if he's saying, uh, you know, he's sitting in front of you, eating him, and you're not, you know, you're not taking care of the burial. It's like you're neglecting him, but the guy's hungry. So if he wants to eat, he has to go to a different, uh, different house. Vim en lo Let's say he doesn't have another uh, house or room to eat in. Ochel bebet havero. He goes to his friend's house. En lo bet havero. Let's say his friend doesn't have a house to go to. Oselo mechisa afterat tefachim. Let him make a partition. Tent tefachim between him and the mat. And then he can uh, eat uh, in front of him. En lo davar la'asot mechisa. Let's say he doesn't have uh, materials to make a mechisa. Ma'azir pana ve'ochel. He just turns around. He uh, turns his face away and he eats. Okay? So that's already uh, permissible. Ve'enu mesev ve'ochel. Okay, when he eats, he doesn't lean. The way of Hashuvi uh, people, the way they used to eat in the olden days, they would lean. But this is not proper in front of the uh, mat uh, to do such a thing. Okay? Because he might forget the obligation to bury. Okay, at this point, he's not allowed to eat meat, nor is he allowed to drink wine. Again, same reason. We don't want him to forget the surcheh uh, mat by drinking wine and uh, things. He does not have to make any berachot, which means berachat nehenim. Before he eats, he does not have to make the berachah of hamotzi. Ve'en mezamen. Ezamen means he does not have to make berachat hamazon after he finishes eating. Ve'en mevarchin alav, which is not do other people have to be motzi him. Which is you might think he doesn't make the berachah, but maybe somebody else will make hamotzi for him and will answer amen. No, others do not make the berachah for him as well. Ve'en mezamenim alav. They cannot count this person as part of the zimun. Let's say there was two other people that were eating. This guy is not counted in the zimun. Upatur mikriyat shema is exempt from the kriyat shema because his mind is preoccupied on the burial. Okay, like we said in the second berachot, hatan patur mikriyat shema. So in this case also is patur. Umin atefilah, he's patur also tefilah because he cannot concentrate. Umin atefilin. Okay, tefilin as well. Now it goes without saying tefilin because even on the first day. The Avil is patuv uh, and tefillin. It's just saying derech agav that we said uh, tefillah and kiryat shema. So we're saying tefillin as well. Umikol mitzvot haamurot batura, which means this guy's an onin. The onin technically is exempt from all positive commandments of the Torah. Of course, you cannot do a lot of says, but it's exempt from any uh, positive commandment. The logic would be is because he's osik mitzvah, and we have a rule osik mitzvah patuv mina mitzvah. Very good. Ube Shabbat now. On Shabbat, when let's say this happened, where he's on in, we cannot bury the dead, his, his relative. Yeah. He eats and he eats regular way with Aseba. It's a question if you can eat in front of the mint or not on Shabbat. If he wants to have meat and wine, mutar. Umbarech, he makes pirkat amotzi. Umzamein, he makes pirkat amazon. Umbarechim, and other people can make the berachah for him as well. Umzamenim alav, and he makes part of the, he's part of the zimun. Vechayav b'kriyat shema, ubetfilah ubetefilin. Obviously, take out the tefilin, because tefilin they don't wear on Shabbat. But the point is, chayav to praise, chayav to say kriyat shema. Ubchon mitzvot ha'amurot b'Torah. Rabban Gamliel Omer, Rabban Gamliel comes along and says, Mitok shenet chayev be'elu, once he's chayav and all these things on Shabbat, the Berachot, and uh, uh, so on and so forth, 
He's actually Hayavin all the mitzvot. We're going to see what is he coming to include. When the first rabbi says he's Hayavin all the mitzvot, what is the Rabban Shimon Gamaliel coming to say that he's Hayavin? Which means, according to Tanakama, he's saying only things that are Bifarhesya are going to be Mutar. Which means he can eat in the normal way, he's allowed to eat to wine, drink, uh, eat, eat, to drink wine, eat meat, stuff like that. That's about his stuff. Mm-hmm. However, to Shmisha Mita, that's Bitsana'ah, Tanakama is going to say, Asur. However, the Ban Shem, or the Bishim On comes along and says once, the Ban Gamliel comes along and says once already we're matiding him with all these other things, it's Mutafim to do everything. What's everything? Even Tashmisha Mita. So it comes out, we, here we see the machloket of yesh avilut b'shabbat or en avilut b'shabbat. We found the machloket tanaim. Again, according to Tanakamah, yesh avilut b'shabbat. Because he's saying tashmisha mitah is going to be asur. The bad gibbler came along and said, once he's permissible with these things, he's permissible with everything. What's everything? Not only the varim shabbatiyah, even the varim shabbatiyah. So what do you see according to the bad gibbler? And Avelut v'Shabbat, we find the Machloket Tanaim. So he was my lab. How come it falls? Must be this is the Machloket. The more Sabar, yes, Avelut v'Shabbat. Or more Sabar, and Avelut v'Shabbat. So Gemara says no. Mimai, who told you? Dilma Adkano Kamat Tanakamatam. You know what? I'll tell you. Tanakam also said Tashmish. Ela Mishum Demeto Mutal Lefanav, because he's an Onen. Maybe Onen is worse. Because he didn't bury his dead yet. But maybe I'll tell you, once already the dead is buried, then I'll tell you he'll hold. And I'll visit the Shabbat. Which means, that already, which is, oh, 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 which is in this case over here, Tarek Kamaz said what? Tashmish is Asur. That's in Avidut Shabbat. I'm sorry, that means, Yesh Avidut. Yesh Avidut. The fact that Tarek Kamaz said Tashmish, Yesh Avidut. So, oh, see that? Yesh Avidut Shabbat. No. All you see in this case of is an onen has to deal with, uh, with uh, an onen on Shabbat is mahmir. But could, because the metal mutal has obligation to bury the dead. But who knows, maybe after already he buries, maybe even the hakamim will tell you that what? Well, so you have no ra'ayah. So you have al-haqa, but in the case, well, let's say he's buried already. No, maybe the Tarakah will come along and say that maybe Tashmish is not asur. كسولت and then we have no ra'ayah to say that these rabbis, based on what they said by onen, are going to say it by avelud. You could say sevarot afugod. You could say one was more mahmir by onen because beto mutalifanab. But by avel will be more lenient. You could say, no, the other way is that by onen he was lenient. By avel will be more stringent because now he's entering the avelud stage. And then we have no ra'ayah that it's a machloket. Tanaim. It just remains the Mahlukim B'nai Yehuda and B'nai uh, Galil. Let's just review the halachot that come out. Uh, Halakha says like this. The laws of Avelut are Hal 
only after Kiburat Amit. That's clear. <laughs> That's when the seven days of Avelut begin. According to this, a Onen is Mutar, and all the uh, things that an Avel is Asur in, for example, Onen would be Mutar in Tashmisha Mitah. Number two, the laws of Avelut uh, apply uh, even in a Onen, uh, certain things, except for the issue of, let's say, uh, shoes. And only can wear shoes because they want them to bury the dead. They don't want them to, 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 to delay, and things like that. And then it says, uh, They still do not allow the Onen to do the drink uh, meat and wine. We'll see what that means. Because of uh, lightheadedness. So that's the Tosafot's opinion. So because we have a machlok, it is onen mutar betashmish or asu betashmish. So he says the halacha asu da onen betashmish amita ben bechol ben b'shabbat. So it's called as a machlok et lishonim legabet tashmish for a onen. You had the opinion of Rabbeinu Yonah that was matir. You have the prayer of Tosafot that was Osir, and Akah, it is Asur. Rokhamad, Amen, Amen.